Welcome to the Deems List. I'm your host, Eric Deems. It is Friday, December 18th. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? We are on location in South Georgia. Those are the quail. They're, uh, that's, they're giving us a hint that they want us to stay here and eat breakfast and continue drinking our coffee and not come out and try to find them. <laughs> we are on location here in South Georgia. I got so many of those texts. How many of you are getting the texts that we need to save the Republic? And so, well, I came down here. I can't find who's sending them. I'm looking. I'm looking. But if I find them, I'll be sure to, uh, to rein them in. Hey, on this episode... We have a lot to get to. The Electoral College makes a decision, as we've said. Election Day is really December 14th. That has come and gone. Uh, what AG Barr resigns. Travel is up in 2021. We have COVID on death row. And a major cyber breach. And then the future deputy chief of staff for the president-elect, has used some very colorful language for us Republicans. And uh, I find that very interesting, coming from the party of uh, unity. So let's dive right into it. First, our Christmas episode is coming up. That'll be released on Tuesday. So listen, you know the email, chief at ericneemshow.com. Again, chief at ericneemshow.com. Drop me a line, would you? Or on the socials, at Eric Neem Show. I want to hear, what are the Christmas traditions or holiday traditions that you grew up with? Regardless of where you're from, whether you're from my favorite area, the Midwest, the land of pragmatism, or you're from one of the coasts, or another flyover state, it doesn't matter. I want to hear, what are some of the traditions you remember? How are, how are those going to be affected this year? How is COVID changing your plans? Is it? Send us an email. I want to share some of those on our episode next week and want to make sure you're there to be along and part of that journey. So as we said, the Electoral College is really what what makes it decision. I mean, Election Day was December 14th, and they've decided on Joe Biden. So here at the Eric Deem Show, we want to send congratulations to the president-elect and the vice president-elect. My promise is I will support you where I can and vigorously challenge you with reason and conviction on everything else. So I hope you would join me in that. There still is a path for Donald Trump to stay in office. It's not a pretty one, though. It requires um, things that I hope we don't have to resort to. Um, And then, of course, there's our friends in Alabama. Even Tommy Tuberville said uh, he may join Mo Brooks in writing in uh, to preserve the Constitutional Republic and challenge um, the Electoral College uh, when it comes to the Congress, that would be an interesting spectacle. Of course, we've heard that uh, Mitch McConnell has asked his colleagues not to do that. Um, I think it's a long shot. Personally, I think it's a long shot. I think this is actually an opportunity for Republicans to think about what they want their future to look like. I also think, by the way, it's a time for Democrats to do the same. Our country has not been as divided as it currently is. And the perception is reality. We all are actually pretty close to the same place. We're all pretty close here to the center. Um, 85% of us are sitting there in the center. And it's the fringe groups that are getting all of the talking points and the headlines. Keep that in mind. Keep a level head. Pursue truth, right? 
So I think this is an opportunity for both parties to redefine what they're going to be. Is the big tent in or is it out? Is this the opportunity for future parties, other parties, third parties to come in? That would be a a refreshing change to many of you I know. So that's where we stand on that. Other uh, interesting development, the attorney general resigned. It was amicable. I think that's probably the best way to put it. We know that um, the president has gotten sideways a couple of times, at least in his public rhetoric, with some of his administration officials. And, well, you can pretty much start the countdown clock when that happens. And I think that's terrible, by the way. I don't think that's uh, good leadership, and I don't think that sets a good example. But um, we knew what we were getting uh, when we got Donald Trump, right? As I've said before, he's authentically Donald J. Trump, the most authentic politician we've had run in a long time. Uh, Whether you like it or not, and I think there are plenty of cons to go along with those pros, but he's authentically who he is. And so um, we all kind of suspected that would happen. Now, it, was, it didn't take long for some of my email chain friends, and thank you all for keeping me on those, to send them over to say, well, this is so he can be a witness in uh, upcoming hearings. Okay, maybe. So lots, uh, lots to still unpack there. I don't think we've heard the last of... Uh, Well, I know many of you are expecting Ernest E. Bass there. Uh, The Andy Griffith Show, a great one. But no, we haven't heard the last of Attorney General Barr. He's uh, been a patriot to this country, served in that role twice. Um, So uh, eager to see how the next 30 days or so play out of this uh, first term for Donald Trump. On to the vaccine news. Uh, Vaccine is out. I saw a video last night of a nurse in Chattanooga Moments after taking the vaccine and giving a press conference, she fainted. We're trying to get a little more info on that and what actually happened. So uh, stay tuned on the socials there. But the good news is the travel industry is seeing uh, a resurgence of bookings. Uh, According to MSN News, uh, summer 2021 is seeing double-digit percentage gain in overall occupancy when compared with previous summer booking trends, including 2019, in fact. And so those increases stretch into 2022 and 2023. Um, One of the things he mentioned is they're seeing a trend in Q3 and later. So Q3 of 2021, which makes sense, Um, you know, so the second half of the year. But bookings in 2022 are even higher. So people are really looking far out. And I don't blame them. If you have the opportunity to fly and not have to wear a mask so that you can breathe fresher air, especially for those of you with bad breath, I can understand where you would be making that decision. So, uh, interesting times. We'll see what happens there. Next story on the list here. There is a U.S. inmate on death row. His last name is Higgs. Um, So, uh, just weeks. This this comes from the AP. So, just weeks before President-elect Joe Biden is going to take office. And he is, uh, of course, anti death penalty. Um, there is somebody in the uh, Indiana prison complex there. And um, keep in mind, uh, Dustin John Higgs is his name, actually. Uh, he tested positive. And so now the question is, what do you do for somebody with literally a death sentence um, who tests positive? Uh, that's, that's interesting. But I want us to think a little bit more about this. You know, the Trump administration executed more people in a single year than any other administration in the last 130 years. And this guy's going to get put to death just five days before 
the inauguration when a new president who is anti-death penalty comes in. You know, I am anti-death penalty here at the Eric Deem Show, and I've evolved on this issue, um, you know, growing up. It makes sense, right? Because there are some really terrible, heinous acts that happen, and you're like, this person deserves death. Well, whether it be for religious convictions or, or other reasons that you may have, um, you likely will disagree with the death penalty too. Or maybe you already have come to those conclusions. It's an expensive act, so maybe you're a fiscal hawk. Uh, there's a reason right there. And the other thing is the time. It just keeps... I'm not so sure we're actually solving what we want to solve with it. There are a lot of unintended consequences that come out from it, and um, it takes a lot of time and money to carry out the ultimate death penalty. We found uh, an article about this from about a year ago over on The Balance, and you know it, it says in 2018, 42 death sentences were imposed and 25 people were executed. And in the United States, execution is carried out by lethal injection, electrocution, lethal gas, hanging, or firing squad. Lethal injection is the primary method in all 50 states, with the alternative methods available, uh, depending on what is needed. But not everybody who is sentenced to death is executed. And this is where I think it gets very interesting. Between 1973 and 2013, around 75% of those who received the death penalty were not executed. A third of those folks had their sentences overturned on appeal, and the reasons included. The underlying statute was unconstitutional. The defendant was declared not guilty. The defendant was found guilty but sentenced to a lesser punishment. So to me, that alone should raise all of the alarms. Alarm bells should be going off. If we have people on death row that are found to be not guilty, that means if there's even a chance of putting an innocent person to death, we should halt. Not to mention the expense, okay? The cost of this is pretty expensive. Here, here are just a, three key facts that the balance threw out. In Kansas, defense costs for death penalty trials average 400000 each. In contrast... The defense cost for non-capital trial cases averaged just hundred grand. In Oklahoma, the average capital case cost 3.2, so more than three times the average non-capital case. In Maryland, taxpayers paid $186 million between 1978 and 1999 to prosecute death penalty cases. The average case cost $3 million, and only five prisoners were executed during that time. So taxpayers paid $186 million in just the state of Maryland, and only five were executed. So it's not a good ROI either. Now, you, you may say that it's a deterrent. Well, so is life in prison, and that's actually a whole lot cheaper. You know, I have some friends that are in this, um, traveling the country and, you know, talking to talking heads about uh, the death penalty and ways we need to get smart about that to abolish it and still keep justice. And so we're going to post some stuff in the show notes for this. And I would encourage you all uh, to definitely look into that. The biggest thing for me, you may have religious reasons, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. I understand that. You know, I come from a religious background where um, that's what we believe. 
you may also come from from a numbers perspective, and I come from that too, but I think the biggest one is the chance that somebody who's innocent can be put to death for a crime they either didn't commit. You know, that, that should give us a lot of pause. So um, kudos out there to everybody doing hard work on this. It's not easy. But, you know, something about this issue, Democrats and Republicans alike are coming on board in droves to support the abolishment of the death penalty. So uh, maybe that's our new way forward together. Well, we had a hack, the cyber hack. Uh, and no, we're get, we'll get to another hack later. Uh, yes, um, Jen O'Malley Dillon. Uh, I, I don't want to interrupt this, though. Um, by the way, can you hear the wildlife behind me? <laughs> uh, you got to love South Georgian mornings. It's just great. The sun is just coming above the tree line, and um, this is going to be great. I'm looking forward to this day, and I wish you all could be here with me, but you're not, so I have to share it with you. Anyway, there's a hack. So a hack against the United States. Apparently, according to the AP, uh, there was a grave threat that ci- the cyber security agency says um, hackers have gotten into us here at the uh, in, in the U.S. Federal authorities expressed increased alarm Thursday about a long undetected intrusion into U.S. and other computer systems around the globe, and they suspect it's our foes, the Russians. They said this is. Um, grave risk to government private networks. Some of you may have seen where they had to, uh, you know, SolarWinds, which is a Texas-based network management software. Um, Anybody in the federal government, they had to unplug all of their machines that was operating SolarWinds software. This is not good. You know what (laughs) makes it even worse? The Department of Energy was found to be uh, a target, which is where uh, our nuclear weapons capabilities and information is stored. So there's a massive breach here, and this is just all the more reason for us to have transparency in our government and trust in the people who were there. Um, you know, even just saying the word Russia there just felt like it was uh, political. <laughs> like some people on the right are going to think that it needs to be dismissed immediately. Some people on the left are going to feel empowered. Because, oh, we've been talking about Russia for four years. Yeah, well, you've been talking about Russia for the last four years. uh, And that was a bit of a hoax. uh, Because even your boy Mueller did an investigation and didn't find any merits to that. And I don't have time to get into it. But I just find it interesting when you juxtapose that against the last month or so, month and a half, when Republicans were questioning the last election, but they're summarily dismissed immediately. Anyway, regardless, we have some bad actors in the world who are trying to do harm. And you know, the folks who are continually on that list, China, Russia, Iran, even North Korea. We can't ignore that. So I hope that uh, you're holding your elected officials accountable, regardless of what side of the aisle they're on. We need to get to the bottom of this, and uh, maybe it's not a bad idea to Power down your devices, unplug them, turn them back on. And, you know, we don't have any um, antivirus software sponsoring us yet. But uh, here's your chance. If you're listening, we would love to give you a plug. And finally, remember, the Biden administration that's uh, planning to come in here has lectured us on unity and the, the need to come together. Now, the last four years, they must have forgotten about that. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. I've learned in marriage counseling that that's 
good to do. Maybe we can apply that here. But Jen O'Malley Dillon, she is uh, the president-elect's campaign manager, and she's the incoming uh, White House deputy chief of staff. She recently had to walk back some comments where she referred to Republicans, uh, how do we say this, uh, as a bunch of effers. Well, um, I can't say that here on the air. We, we don't have the explicit box checked on the podcast, and we're not going to do that. But I, I find it very interesting that, you know, we're hearing one thing from the, the guy out front, which we know he's being fed talking points and, and probably isn't really making all the decisions. Well, we know he's not making all the decisions. Who are we trying to fool? And one of the inner circle folks coming out, and this is what she has to say. Glamour Magazine, end quote. This is her quote. You think you can work with Republicans? I'm not saying they're not a bunch of effers. Mitch McConnell is terrible. It's one thing to say something when all the cameras are on. It's another thing whenever you're with one of your media buddies and you just happen to give candid, direct feedback. That speaks, right? You offend the mind, you reveal the heart. Clearly, Jan is offended by Republicans. Well, we're seeing where she is, and I just hope that the rest of the administration that's incoming uh, doesn't come from that same side, but I'm, I have my doubts. So that was our episode here, The Deems List. Thank you for tuning in. We've had a lot to talk about. I'm here, South Georgia. I'll let you know if I find the guys sending out all those text messages to help stop the steal. Um, nonetheless, uh, I hope to get several quail today. Several. Uh, you, you can hear them. They're, they're still begging for us not to come out there. The Electoral College has made its decision. Travel is uh, looking up for the end of next year and into 2022. Hacks in the government. I'm talking about cyber hacks. And um, the death penalty issue. I, I want to hear that. What do you have to say? What do you think about this? Um, Chief at ericdeemshow.com or on the socials at ericdeemshow and remember any Christmas thoughts you have the holiday traditions that you grew up with send them over we want to share them with everybody chief at ericdeemshow.com and on the socials we'll be sure to share that next week 